Gosh, this is so awesome, man. I never in a million years thought something like this would happen. Out of turn number four come the most powerful weight models on the planet, the world of outlaws. I call Scott my dad, and uh, <laughs> nothing like the best in the business, breathing down your throat your first outlaw in. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 35 of Stick Signals. You're listening to the official podcast of the World of Outlaws, Morton Building's Lake Model Series, and Dirt Car Racing. Back with my sidekicks this weekend, Mick and Mike. Mick, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, man. I'm uh, ready to get get some racing under our belt. It's been a while. It really has been a well, while. Well, Super Dirt Week, but... It's been a while. It's been a week and a half. <laughs> well, it feels like forever since we watched late models race. Well, okay, so. that's fair. There um, we go. Real race cars. Oh, I mean... Oh! <laughs> Whoa! I had to take that shot Whoa. because I love you. Mike Warren, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I was doing good till you said that. Can we put him back in the penalty box like we did last week and yeah, I host yeah. the show again? Yeah, we might have to. Uh-oh. <laughs> Dynamite in a... In a in time out. Anyway, <laughs> no, um, Big Blocks put on a great show. I tuned in on Dirt Vision presented by Dryden, um for a little bit. And yeah, it seemed really good. The, the sportsman, I believe it was, uh, they were pretty entertaining. And obviously the Big Blocks, uh, I, I never realized the Big Blocks um, ran the long distant races like that. I, that was something new oh, to me. Yeah. I always thought, you know, it was, you know, like 40, 50, maybe 100 lap feature like us. But no, that was interesting. I uh, I enjoyed it. That, that was really cool. And hats off to everybody. Obviously a world racing group. Uh, in the look. In the little bit that you saw, how many times did you see Mike Warren? Because I swear he was on TV more than race cars. Uh, Mike, you were on it. I mean, from the concession stand to turn one reporting a wreck, you were there like you teleported. Holy cow. Did you realize the concession stands in turn one of the pits, right? <laughs> I saw you there every time, buddy. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Contrary to Stuart uh, Friesen's belief, that is not true. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, it was a great job. Like uh, asphalt tracking, guys put dirt on it, do all the whole facility things. Like it was pretty impressive, honestly. It was a. Uh, it was cool to watch. Uh, nonetheless, that was behind us. And uh, if you guys missed that, that's on last uh, the last episode. You catch Mike, Mick, and uh, talk about the, the recap of that. Nonetheless, guys, we are finally ready to go back racing with super late models. In just two weeks, the, the World Finals. But before that, let's talk about the Dryden World Short Track Championship. Thursday, October 28th, 29th, and 30th. It's a big three days of thrills. The Dryden World Short Track Championship features the nation's best weekly dirt racers with seven divisions taking center stage in pursuit of a purse of over $120,000. The championship takes place the weekend before the NGK NTK World of Outlaws World Finals, promising fans two weeks of dramatic action featuring dirt racing's top drivers, cars, and divisions. And Mike and Mick, a lot of talented drivers are coming far and wide for this one. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about that event. I mean, it's, it's a precursor to World Finals, but it gives local quote-unquote local racers an opportunity to come to a really big stage, be on Dirt Vision, be at the sh that facility. Um, I don't remember the names of all the classes, but there's like Hornets and Monsters, Street Stocks. And, um, you know, for those guys, it means the world to be able to to be in a big show like that. And it's really, it's really cool to put on. There's so many cars there, like hundreds and hundreds of cars. And we even got cars from the Northeast coming down. The Northeast Pro Stocks and mm -hmm. the Sportsman Modifieds are coming down too. So we get, get a little flair from all over the country. It's not just, you know, it's not just a Southeast event. Let's just clarify no. that right away. Well, and, and then, and, and also like the, I think we had people come from Alaska one year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jordan would know that, but there's like the, People come from literally all across the country to come race here in their little street stocks and new cars and Hornets and stuff. And 
the Hornets put on a show, man. Those little cars on that big track, it's like a, it's like Talladega to them. <laughs> and, and that's that's the neat thing. Like all these drivers in the dirt car world, uh, you know, had a whole season at their track. They know winter's coming. It's that time to kind of, you know, let's take a big trip. Let's go have fun. One final hoorah of the season. And, and how you said guys from the Northeast, guys from Alaska, when do they get to race with a guy from like Florida and North Carolina? You know what I mean? Uh, it's mm-hmm. an opportunity for the dirt car world to unite and just put on one big party and big show at the same time. Uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a lot of fun. I remember tuning into it on Dirt Vision last year. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to get out there uh, some some year for the Driving World Short Track Championship. That's going to be a lot of fun. Seven divisions. You're definitely going to get what your money's worth. And well, we have one of the drivers on the World of Outlaws, Morton Building's late model series that's going to be joining out of Gray Court, South Carolina. Chris Madden will be in a UMP Ooh, modified next that's weekend. In, that's going to be awesome. And, and modifieds, guys, we they put on a show. I I love yeah. modifieds. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, a lot of talent. And, and if all those guys come down, like Kurt Spaulding and all the Midwest guys, uh, you know, is Hoffman? Gonna, I'm pretty sure Hoffman's going to be there. Like, it's going to be one dynamite show. You have Hoffman, Strickler, Stremme, like all the big names in UMP modifieds will be there. Kenny Wallace will be there. Um and yeah, then, Schrader, yeah, Chris, and, Chris Madden in, in a modified, which that'll be kind of interesting to see. Ruben, do you happen to know if he's run a modified recently? Is that, or has he ever run a modified? Uh, you know, I've been keeping up with him this year. I haven't seen anything about him hopping into modified. I've just seen a bunch of late model stuff. Uh, I couldn't tell you the last time Madden was in a modified. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch, especially because he's been super good this year. And uh, yeah, that'll be good. And obviously that that allows Madden to get on the track and get some testing in, which by the way, guys, uh, this past Monday, there was a test, a rocket chassis, or rented out the track at, at the dirt track at Charlotte. And, and just like last year, they did this last year. They got a test in. Shepard was there. Gustin was there. Uh, Fergie was there. Madden, like they, they, they got some tests in. And uh, guys, it was good for these guys to get some laps before uh, the world finals. Gustin was not not there just want to make sure we clarify that thought, it was I no, he was I no, saw on his no. snap. he wasn't if he was there he was there after i left <laughs> so maybe maybe that maybe that changed after after i left early but i saw boom madden and shepherd fergie oh, and Shrigley were boom. also there um, no yeah so it was a great opportunity for those drivers to test and, and get ready for for this big event because guys let's be real the world finals uh, it is back like it, it hasn't hit me yet we are going to see the three wide and all three divisions again we're going to see the fireworks we're going to see the fans get you know uh, packing the, the, the stands like we didn't get that last year it was the last call and this year the NGK NTK World of Outlaws World Finals at the Dirt Track at Charlotte is back it just gives me sh- uh, chills thinking about it and uh, call for tickets race fans 800-455-3267 or visit worldofoutlaws.com this is going to be big Thursday, November 4th, and then uh, 5th, 6th at the Dirt Track at Charlotte. Guys, like, the World Finals is back. Let's go. Yeah, it, it's nice for it to be back. Last year we did the last call thing, and it was it was fun. It was a good show, but there's nothing like uh, World Finals and having all the campers there and all the fans. Although we we did have a fair amount of fans last year. I can't, I can't remember if it was restricted access or not. Um, I think it was limited. Lim- it was limited to— It was like 20%, yeah, right? it was limited. Um it's been a long year. I forgot everything that happened last year. But yeah, it's good, it's good for everybody to be back, and it's a definitely a marquee event that everyone looks forward to, plus the three-division four-wide, which is one of the coolest things in motorsports to see. The sprint cars, late models, and, and the big block modifieds all on the track for one four-wide is is uh, spectacular. And, and also, let's not forget, like last year, the dirt track at Charlotte, like 
you know, um, they've done a lot of work this whole season. They've already had two races there. The track surface is completely different. It's really nice. Like, they have this track ready for the World Finals. Uh, Eric and his staff got to work at Charlotte, and that track, I'm telling you, looks really nice. Mike, you were there for that practice. How'd the track look? The track looks really good. You know, I, I think it's going to be an interesting year over the next couple of weeks to see what, what it is. But, hey, it's red clay. Yep. It's going to be fun. Well, I know that they brought in um, a guy by the name of Dr. Dirt, and I know that they did, like, they put a cover crop on it. Um, for some of our listeners who are farmers, you'll understand what that is. They put a cover crop on it over the winter to try to get some carbon and some organics back into the track. And then um, I heard a rumor, I don't know that this is true, but they they actually brought in a few truckloads of um, manure to work into it too, which acts as a carbon, as a binder to, to kind of help the dust uh, stay down and also keep the rubber from soaking into the clay but uh yeah we all know what the track was like last year they put a lot of work into it and so far it seems to be quite a bit better i i live not too far from the track and when they were testing i did not see a dust cloud in the sky so that's a very good sign compared to last year where there was dust on my apartment from <laughs> from the last call races which is you know a couple miles away so yeah, and obviously uh, th they knew it, you know, we, we all knew it, but uh, hey, it's dirt track racing. That's the beauty of our sport. You know, asphalt racing ain't going to have that problem. Mm -hmm. We're going to have that problem, and and that's the beauty of, it, beauty of it. It's easy to talk smack on social media, and, and if you're one of those people, that's unfortunate, but hey, uh, you go out there and work the track. It's not easy, and hats off to everybody. How I said, how you just said, you explained the whole process. They grew it over, did a lot. Like, it's a long process, and hey, this track is ready to roll, and it's going to be great. Get your tickets now. I can't wait. Uh Three, three divisions, and Mike, I get to see your big blocks again. Second time since Volusia. I'm super pumped to see them That's again. right. That's right. And you, hopefully you uh, call them big blocks this time, unlike the conversation <laughs> we had earlier this year when you <laughs> called them super blocks. I'm not going to let you live that one down. Super block big modifieds. <laughs> I said super blocks. So, I mean, hey, it makes sense. You got to give me that one. But, yeah, no, that, that, was, a, that, was, a, that was a fun one. And, yeah, it's going to be great. Three nights, and uh, I don't know what the how the sprint car points are. I really haven't paid attention, but – yeah, you know, you get to see all those guys too, Brad Sweet and uh, yeah, other guys. It's going to be fun. And obviously our guys, World of Outlaws coming down, uh, Rookie of the Year, you know, Bruning and Madden and Shepard. It's going to be all fun. One thing we need to touch on, though, before we have to give a congratulations to our good buddy Rick Eshelman while we're yes, on this podcast. Yes, yes, he yes, is yes. going to be inducted to the Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame next year. Congratulations to him. A well-deserved honor for the man that's been around since uh, – you know, this series pretty much got back restarted in 04. <laughs> He's been around since Fred Flintstone was still I trying wasn't to figure out how to put the there. engine in the thing. <laughs> no, but that is awesome for Rick. We know how much uh, Rick cares about this sport, not just his job as an announcer, but uh, the longevity of it and the youth of it. And it's great to see him honored in, in that way and uh, pretty pumped for him. It's just really cool to see an announcer that, you know, that has – paid his dues like rick has done a lot he's been with the outlaw since the beginning and obviously took a break in between but still he, he's paid his dues and and you just you know he's just so legendary he, he when a lot of fans don't know this but you know m today's announcers will use a computer for information you look at rick he goes into the trunk of his car he doesn't fly anywhere he drives everywhere he goes to the trunk of his car and pulls out three shoe boxes and i'm like what are you doing pulls out index cards of all his driver. That's his database, index cards. Like that is that is amazing. It just goes to show how long Rick's been doing it. And and he's done a lot, man. Like <clears throat> I'm finally glad he's getting the respect that that he deserves because like he's even announced what the million dollar uh, uh purse sprint car race. He's he's I mean, he's done a lot and and that's pretty awesome. He was a track announcer at Eldora for a while, started out in Michigan. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Congratulations to him. 
well, well deserving. Yeah, that's pretty cool for the outlaws as well. And uh, we have a Hall of Famer. How about that, guys? That's pretty cool. But I, I don't know, Ruben. You might know. Is he the only announcer in there? I'm scrolling through the inductees. He will. He's going actually going into. I think you might be right. As of now, he mm-hmm. is going in. James Essex is also going to go in okay. with him. So which and both of them well deserved. Yeah, that's fair. Right timing for both of them. No question about it. Yeah, that's cool. Because I'm, I'm scrolling through the list of inductees and I'm seeing photographers and promoters and track owners. But I have not found an announcer. So, that, yeah, yeah I, that's really cool. And James Essex for sure deserves that too. him. Him and Rick have both done a, a great job of promoting the sport over the years. I took a screenshot of it. Rick Eshelman, you know, thanked everyone on Twitter and James Essex commented on it saying, congratulations, well-deserved. Like that's pretty legendary to have both top dirt late model announcers in our sport, you know, congratulating each other. Um, You know, I I understand it's two different series and, you know, you know, so to say competitors, you know what I mean? It's, it's the business world. Let's be real, but that's still pretty cool to have that mutual respect. You know what I mean? At, At the end of the day, we're doing what we get to do in our, in our, you know, sport that we love and I, I i that just gave me chills when you know james essex congratulated rick and you know that's that's a moment that that we really don't see a lot and mm-hmm. i thought that was really really cool well guys you know world short tracks right around the corner world finals is obviously right around the corner but something else that's also around the corner in the month of november is the Dryden extreme dirt car series with a double shot of the palmetto state to kick things off yep there is no off season anymore and uh the extreme series like what a great way to bridge that gap between World Finals and Dirt Car Nationals. You have some great racing around the South. You get to see some big names, race with, with some local guys that can't probably afford to do a normal national tour. And here it is in their backyard, and they can afford to do it. And it's uh, it's good racing. It's also interesting because it's so freaking cold out. They're, you know, and they're, they're like daytime races, so the the you, you get to see these southern tracks in the light, which you don't normally get to do. I think they some of the races end under, under lights, but uh, for the most part, they they happen during the day. It's uh. It's a great little series we've uh, started there. Yeah, and I was talking to Scott Childress, promoter down at Cherokee, when we went there, and he's all like, you know what's the best part about reshaping the track and doing all this track work? It's starting to get cooler, and the track can maintain more moisture. Yep. So it definitely helps these southern tracks with the challenge of having that red dirt. Uh, but yeah, Mike, you're exactly right. Uh, getting ready to kick off two big nights to end off the month of November. Uh, race fans, uh, this is how close it is, because I know if I say November 20th to 21st, some of you are like, oh, okay, that's a month from this week, and that's two weeks after world finals <laughs> so put that into perspective like it is coming and honestly in my personal opinion i think the the Dryden extreme dirt car series is an amazing series because chris madden yes we, we talked about him having two less starts than shepherd that kind of you know uh challenged him a lot throughout the season for the championship but nonetheless remember guys when we first started stick signals we i think it was like episode two we interviewed madden and talking about him about his championship this gave him big momentum going into the season so yes there may be no off season but at the same time this is what these guys do for a living so they're definitely getting a, a paycheck to uh, get the to get the presents under the Christmas tree and uh, get ready for a Valentine's, I guess you should say, or you know, whatever for the last part of the season in February. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a great, great schedule this year. I'm super excited. And actually, I'm super excited to uh, get to announce it this year. So that's going to be fun. A lot of new tracks for me, uh, some of these parts. And yeah, Blue Gray 100. Uh, that's one of the big ones there. Are you just going to stay here in Charlotte for the, the season? Or are you flying back and forth a bunch? Flying back and forth. It's... Uh, Sad. November, I'll fly out that one weekend and then fly back out for December. And then, well, we don't have one till January and then February. So really, it's once a month. So, uh, and you mean I got to pick you up from the airport again? Actually, no. Actually, no. Shockingly, no. Me, me and uh, my good friend Tyler Bachman uh, have already. Uh, Tyler Bachman Enterprises got me covered. We are 
Well, I'm covered. Well, you know I'm going to the first two, yes. right? Yes. I'm your PR Perfect. guy. Yeah. No, it's going to be good. Palmetto State 50, Lancaster, Cherokee. I, you know, I, I really enjoy these Southern tracks. I, I really do. Like, it, it's it's a whole different, you know, um, you just got to look at it a different way. Like, some people can easily talk smack and say, oh, it's rubber down. It's, it, I mean, no, like, it, it's tire strategy. Like, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just, I don't know. The, the science aspect of it with the tire strategy you know what's going to happen or you got to stay in your line your group like, i don't know I, I really enjoyed southern racing it's grown on me and uh no I'm, I'm really excited guys there's a lot of good tracks on here and obviously a little bit of history madden is the most uh has the most wins in series history of four bales and overton only repeat winners and uh guys like zach mitchell pearson lee williams and michael brown have won so we'll see if uh, we'll see new winners this year and see if anybody could top off madden it's gonna be a uh, fun not only is he an announcer and a pit reporter, he's also our own Bill Nye the Science Guy when it comes to racing. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I, I guess because I did tires, you know, like Mick, we talked about this at Cherokee, you know, like it's crazy how when you came to the dirt world, we sipe and groove and you guys do the little thing with the fire, you know what I mean? And like, well, that's, that's uh, the measure that that's just to measure the tread wear at the end. That doesn't actually right. have any performance uh, impact, but yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It just fascinates me like tires, like. I don't know. I'm a nerd. It's, yeah, uh, you're a tire guy, and all tire guys love tires. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, don't but get me wrong. you're exactly right. Like racing is more than just who's got the fastest car, who's the best driver. It's who yeah. who's the best driver. It's man, machine, and then track, right? So yeah, because you got to manage it. You have to manage it. You have to be there at the end. You know, people tend to forget. Um, not all that long ago. Um, probably gonna get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Cale Yarbrough won a race at Bristol by seven laps, like. That's just, yeah. That's just how racing is, right? So, that's part of it. The person who's in victory lane at the end of the day made the best decisions, and had the best effort out of and, and overcame the adversity to end up there with the check. That's it. And one of those drivers on the Dryden Dirt Car Extreme Series that we'll see in those first two events is Dalton Wilson, who's coming off of a third place with the Outlaws at Cherokee. Myself and Dirt Car PR Coordinator Jordan Delucia caught up with him earlier this week. We're here with Dalton Wilson as we continue to move toward the Dryden Dirt Car Extreme Series coming up in just a little bit. Hard to believe it's right around the corner. And also sitting in with me is Jordan Delucia, the PR coordinator for Dirt Car. Jordan, we have Dalton with us, and he's a guy that's run extreme before. Absolutely. You know, we came in third in extreme, Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series points last year. Dalton, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we couldn't uh, we couldn't miss uh, having you on here for the uh, kind of a preview for the uh, third installment, if you will, for the Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series. And, you know, Mike, you and I are both ready to kick it off we got uh, the first race come first of eight races this year which is a new thing in the past we've only had six but now we've got eight for this year and we're going to start it off um i believe it's november 20th and 21st i believe yep so uh right at uh kick it off at a brand new track for the driving stream dirt car series right at lancaster motor speedway south carolina head up to uh, cherokee afterwards that's right and dalton you have had some recent success at cherokee coming up with a third place finish when the world of outlaws were there earlier this month i know you're building off a lot of momentum with that yeah you know we've uh you know we've been down there quite a bit this year with the outlaws and and even with driving last year and you know we uh we seem to get a little bit better every time we go so we're definitely looking forward to that now think back to that race for just a second i know i know you led the first couple of laps and i know obviously finishing third in that situation is not what you wanted to do but when you look up in the results and you realize you know it was the two of the best drivers in the country that beat you that's still got to be feel pretty good coming home third oh absolutely you know to go down there and and to lead 25 laps in that deal and um you know, to, I mean, we lost the lead during lap traffic, and I mean, as a leader down there, you kind of, kind of can. It's really easy to get lost on the racetrack, and you know, to to still run third to the top two drivers in the country. That's uh, 
it's not a bad feeling, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, Dalton, we've been, you know, watching you all season long on Dirt Vision presented by Dryden. And, uh, and we've had a, of course, you've had a, quite a few season highlights, uh, you know, this year and last year, of course, one with the Outlaws. And then uh, most recently, uh, one which unfortunately was not um, you know, broadcast to us last weekend. But you uh, did some racing this past weekend, uh, did pull a little bit of double duty in a modified and a late model. Tell us about it. Yeah, you know, we uh, we went down to uh, Friendship for the, uh, I think it was the NC Championship, uh, is what they were calling it. And uh, we started third and finished third with the Super Run second, most of the race in Strickler. And, um, you know, didn't get going real good on the last restart. Wound up running third to Strickler and Winger. But, uh, yeah, we won the uh, the weekly or the the championship feature Friday night for the Mid East deal, and then turned around Saturday and uh, started fifth and won the the finale for their uh, season. So that was uh, that was pretty good, pretty big deal, you know. With uh, you know driving with the Badulas car, you know that was kind of a last minute deal we put together, but uh, you know I really appreciate them for giving me the opportunity and. You know, anytime I can get in the wheel, behind the wheel of anything, you know, I definitely, definitely take the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, getting to run the modified and the late model and, you know, getting more, as many laps as possible is just, you know, uh, that's a huge deal for me. So, yeah, you know, you and uh, Ethan quite had quite an upbringing in, in racing. You know, you started out with the young guns and then kind of moved up, uh, just kind of made your way up through you know, super stocks and all the other local classes that they have around here. Um, you know, did, uh, did you do any, um, uh, like modified racing on your way up to a super late model? Um, prior to getting the super late model, that was one thing that we didn't do was modified race. And, um, you know, after, after getting there and, you know, the last, really the last two or three years, I've gotten to do quite a bit of modified racing and, um, whether it be UMP or, you know, with the, the 602 stuff and, you know, everything's unique, but, you know, just getting the opportunity to drive different, different cars and, you know, everything has its little quirks and, you know, things that, you know, you, you don't get the experience in, in other cars and, you know, just being able to get in the race car as much as possible. You know, we don't, we just have one, one super car, one super motor. So, you know, for us to, to race on a budget the way we do, we, you know, we obviously can't race every week or multiple times a week, lots of times, but, you know, getting in the, getting in the behind the wheel of a race car, whether it's a crate car or anything, you know, just, it keeps me racing and uh you know that that's a huge deal for me you know yeah absolutely and you know this your uh you know your uh, versatility on the track has certainly shown um as you've made your way through the ranks you started to make kind of you know breaking through within the last couple seasons i know you took uh you did some um I believe you took some time off in 2020 or one of the most previous seasons to uh, kind of regroup and, and get yourself a new longhorn growing, right? Yeah, well, in the beginning of last year, uh, it kind of worked out. You know, it didn't. People didn't really realize that I had took off a lot because the you know the racing world was pretty much shut down with the COVID stuff. But you know, I uh, I had took that time to to build me a new new car and a new supermotor and. You know, it just so happened to work out that I got that deal, you know, buttoned up, you know, towards the end of last year, uh, about the time racing got back going. And, um, you know, we were able to get going and, you know, I had a pretty fresh piece to run the driving deal last winter. And, um, you know, we uh, we had some really strong runs with that, you know, and uh, it's just been able to continue to keep building off of it. You know, we haven't been able to race an overabundance, but you know, being that we just got one car and one motor, but, you know, we kind of have to pick and choose when, when we can go race. And, 
uh, you know, we try to just make the most, most of when we can. So how is that going to work out for this year? Do you plan on running all eight races or are you still just doing like a pick and choose type thing? Uh, right now, uh, the plan is for me to run all eight and my brother to run all eight. So, um, you know, we're really looking forward to that. I've kind of, I've kind of had to slow down here at the end of the year and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to run very much more until the driving deal starts up. Um, you know, just to make sure I don't lap out my motor before the end of that deal. And, um, he's got his, he's about got his back fresh. So, um, we're going to try to roll into that deal. And both of us are going to try to run all eight of them if we can. And, uh, you know, that'll be a pretty cool deal to, for me to go back and do it, you know, for the second year, complete year. And, you know, it'll be his first year running it. So that, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Now, other than Cherokee, where you've had a little bit of success, is there a track that you're really looking forward to out of those eight races? Um, you know, we, we've run quite a bit at Lancaster. Um, you know, we've, uh, I run, I run second to, uh, to Ross Bell's the last time I was down there. Uh, I think it was a class race, but, um, you know, Lancaster, I'm looking forward to Lancaster. I'm really looking forward to going back to Bulls Gap and, you know, being the first time going back to Bulls Gap since setting the track record last year. Um, you know, that'll be pretty neat. Um, obviously, Gaffney, you know, we I always, I really enjoy going down there and, you know, and even like our home racetrack, you know, Lakeview, uh, we got a, we had a race there last year that we didn't really have a great night, but, you know, I look forward to coming back and getting a race around, around home, you know, with some of our, our local guys and, you know, some of our local fans that have been behind us since day one, you know, that's pretty neat. And, uh, you know, even I 75, I mean, I 75 was, I've been there, we went there last year, uh, and run one of the Schaefer's races there. And I thought that was a pretty neat place. And, you know, the whole schedule, I'm kind of just really looking forward to, to get into all the races and, you know, the, it's a neat little format that we got this year where it's, you know, the two race weekend, um, you know, that's going to be different, but I think that's going to be a, a positive going forward. So really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned your, uh, kind of as your season highlight of the Dry Dean Extreme Dirt Car Series last year, uh, you, you know, with your campaign, you mentioned you set the track record, uh, one broken by, uh, you know, Tennessee legendary racing, uh, uh, hero there, uh, Vic Hill, you know, a longstanding track record that they had there. And you broke that by a couple of tenths. Uh, and then of course you drew the pole led some laps that day uh how were you able to uh find the speed that day well i mean ever, ever since we put together this new car you know with with wells and longhorn and uh you know we've had i mean i've really had speed just about everywhere we've gone right out the box and you know we've we've had a really good baseline that's that's gone and you know been pretty versatile we're pretty much wherever we've gone and um you know the racetrack just the mother nature you know had a i think it actually snowed up there the night before and, uh, you know, the racetrack was just really good and was, you know, uh, capable of turning that lap. And, you know, I guess going in there and, you know, not having a lot of experience at Bulls Gap was, wasn't a bad thing that day because the racetrack was a little bit different, you know, and, uh, you know, just everything worked out and, you know, I, I, I didn't have the right tire come feature time, just not knowing, but. You know, to still, you know, we still run top five that day and, and run with the cars that were there that, you know, that was that was pretty special for us. Yeah, and I think one of the most intriguing things about the, uh, the Extreme Series is the uh, kind of the versatility of the tracks. Although they are all in the southeast, uh, Volunteer, I'd say, is probably one of the more unique ones. What did you think of that banking? It was like, what did I say? It's about 30, 32 degrees there, Mike. It's incredible. If not, it's higher. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, incredible. It's, it's, stout. It's, it's stout, you know, a man from around here and and not you know not racing a lot in that area you know and it's uh 
it's it's different you know you walk up and you're like whoa but um you know it um that was the second time that i had been and you know i haven't been back since um so we're really you know last year was a a first really for most of the races that we went to and you know going back this year we kind of know what to expect and hopefully we can be better prepared when we get there this time yeah absolutely um you know kind of wrapping all the the season up um for all six races that you did uh last year um you had top tens in all but one race. Um, you know, you, you kind of, you had, I believe you did have one uh, top five there. And of course you're breaking the track record. So lots to, uh, lots to celebrate. But uh, at the end of the season, uh, you wound up third in points right behind uh, champion Matt, uh, Chris Madden and of course Kyle Strickler. Um, how did it feel standing right up there on the podium next to those guys uh, for the photo at the, at the end of the championship uh, trophy presentation? Oh, I mean, it was awesome. You know, them, uh, you know, I got a lot of respect for Chris and, and Kyle, you know, and uh, it really, it really lets you kind of know, puts you, puts it into perspective, you know, kind of where your racing program's at. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't win a race, but we were right there and getting to race. You know, I was running second to Madden at Gaffney for one of them features and, you know, wound up having a flat tire, but it, um, you know, we, we were able to race with them guys and be competitive everywhere we went. And, you know, that was, that was just a huge deal to, to really see, see kind of where we stacked up against some guys. And, and it was a really good gauge to, you know, for our program. So that was pretty cool. What, um, after doing a bunch of the races for like two seasons now, now that we're going into our third one, what's been the biggest thing that you've learned, uh, driving the super around these Southeastern tracks with the red clay and all that sort of stuff? Um, you know, with the driving deal, a lot of the races through the winter, you know, are, are kind of afternoon races. So, you know, it, it really puts a, you know, brings the tire game into perspective and, uh, you know, you really gotta, you know, take that into, um, consideration as you're going to these places and uh you know it like i said the racetracks are a little bit different through the winter than they are you know during the regular season so you know it's it's just you know getting the experience of being able to you know go back to these places a second third time with a notebook and you know you kind of you you kind of know what the racetrack you got a better idea of what the racetracks are going to do throughout the night or throughout the afternoon and you know that that really just goes a long way is being able to to put together a whole night before we uh kind of ask you about your future here what uh, let's what's, what's go, what do you got going on in your life right now i understand that i might have seen a recent picture of you uh are you with a kind of a uh, mechanics outfit are you still doing uh mechanic work uh, body work out there or wherever you are uh, in Fayetteville? actually about uh six months ago we um I, me and my brother quit our job we had uh we've been uh we've had dne body work going for a while kind of as a side job deal and it continued to grow and grow and grow. And we had the opportunity this summer to, to really take that and, and run with it. So, um, that's what we've been doing. We've, uh, been hanging bodies and working on race cars and, you know, that's really given me the opportunity to, you know, some of these races that I get to run and other people's, you know, people's stuff, you know, like this weekend, uh, we've got the cash money 100 at Cherokee, which is a steel block race. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough that one of our customers is going to, you know, I'm going to get the wheel his car this weekend. So, you know, it's, uh, it's been able, I've been able to focus a lot more with the racing and really, uh, you know, really put my time and effort into it and continue to try to grow it. And, um, you know, I think it's paid off. I think it's shown with the, the results that we've been able to, you know, we've been able to race a little bit more, uh, you know, and have more time to prepare for, for racing. So, you know, we're not going, you know, we're, the races that we can go to, we're, we're, we're going prepared and, 
you know, I think it really shows, you know, that, you know, we've been able to, to really step it up and, and run, you know, really competitive, you know, anywhere we've gone. So, you know, I think it's been a plus for my racing and our, you know, and our racing business. So hopefully it continue to grow, continue to go in an upward tra- trajectory and uh, see where it goes. Absolutely. And while you continue to move onward and upward in the super late model class, um, you know, do, what's your uh, future plans looking like? Do you have any plans to kind of venture out, travel a little bit more, do a series? Uh, what's on your mind for the future? Uh, I mean, right now, you know, uh, we're kind of limited, like I said, to, to what we can go and do. Um, but, uh, we're, we're trying to work on putting together a second motor. Um, so just, like I said, one piece at a time, we're just trying to, just trying to continue to grow it to where, you know, the, the more stuff that we have and the, you know, having two engines will be, allow us to race more. And, you know, if, as long as, you know, I don't want to, we don't want to do it too quick and try to overdo things, you know, um, but, you know, I've some races like this year, you know, I was able to go to Eldora this year and watch for the first time. And, you know, I've tried to venture out a little bit. And like I said, I, I don't, I don't know what we're really going to do for next year. As far as like a full plan, we're going to probably just continue to float around a little bit and, and race where it makes sense for us. And, um, you know, just try to race more, you know, and keep on, keep, keep growing and keep, keep venturing out a little bit further each year. And, you know, hopefully uh, we'll catch somebody's attention and, um, you know, we just can go from there. Well, Dalton, we want to thank you for joining us here today on Stick Signals, and we look forward to seeing you in just a couple of weeks. Hard to believe it's getting that close for the Extreme Series as we get ready to roll. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that November weekend will be here before we know it. That's for sure. Well, Dalton, thanks for joining us today, man. We appreciate having you on. Absolutely. Thank you. It's always good to hear from Dalton Wilson and uh, race fans. Don't forget, got to thank our good friends from Manscaped with Halloween right around the corner. Do, uh, let's ask this question. Do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat in Halloween? Yeah, it's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bit-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by joining the Manscaped.com family for 20% off. Plus free shipping with the code sticksignals 21 So trick or treat. There you go. Manscape and also race fans, uh, store.worldofoutlaws.com. It is officially hoodie season. It's cooling off. Grab your gear there and get geared up for the World Short Track Championship, World Finals, and the Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series. As with that, uh, Dirt Vision presented by Dryden has uh, some stuff coming up for you Wednesday. Millbridge, and then yeah, Friday night Lakeside, the FBP Platinum Battery Showdown at the Lakeside Speedway with the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series, and then yeah, Perth Motorsplex over the weekend as well. How about that? Australian venues are back. Uh, that that's exciting. I, I, that's getting to be summer over there. Their racing season's ready to kick off, and you got Perth Motorsplex, Perth Motorplex, excuse me, from Australia uh, down there. Jacksonville Speedway also coming up. Millbridge, and uh, some more stuff on Dirt Vision presented by Dryden. So go check it out and get ready because Dirt Vision is getting ready to get busy as we have, how we said, World Short Track Championship and World Finals coming up. We thank you all so much for joining us here on this episode of Stick Signals. Have a great week, everyone. And don't forget, support your local racetrack if you get the opportunity. If not, hop on on Dirt Vision presented by Dryden. On behalf of Mike, Mick, myself, thank you all so much for listening. Have a dynamite week, everybody. We'll see you next week.